Check. Yeah. One, two, one, two, check, one. Okay, great. All right. Yeah. Okay, okay. great. So we're we're starting off. What are you talking about? My my peeling tan? Yeah. Is that what we're doing live? Yeah. Well, no, we're not doing it live. We're just going to talk about it now because I'm okay. concerned. All right. Um, okay. What's up, man? Like, you, you look like um, a piece of old used sandpaper. Well, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I've not peeled in a long time. Yeah. Um, this is like, this is like the remnants right here. Oof. Yeah. That's the remnants of what was. Thanks and for getting I, it all over my notebook. Yeah. By no way. problem. Appreciate man. that. Here. Did you want a little more? <laughs> oh, it's go. actually look falling. Oh, look at that. There's actually skin flakes. There is falling dander. all over my There's notes. There's everywhere. Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I did. Um, I burned. I think we discussed this in episode twelve for sure. I did. Uh, I burned pretty badly. Um, it's the first time in a while that I've I've gotten a significant sunburn, and um, I'm regretting it. You regret, like, you regret getting, like, do you wear sunscreen by any way? No. Like, at all, ever? No. And you never, like, no. it's never crossed your mind? No. You're really tempting fate there. No, right? I am a child of the 70s. I, I received a, a burn. Um, <laughs> did I tell you about this the last time? No. I got a burn. I fell asleep in the sun at the age of nine and wound up having to go to the hospital with water blisters the size of golf balls. Oh and they had to, God. like, cut them off with oh scissors. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was pretty gross. I didn't know about it until so like, you, I, I went to sleep that night. And then in the morning, my kid sister jumped on my back and I felt this rush of cold water go down my back. <laughs> and I screamed like a banshee. And my mother, uh, she felt awful because, I mean, she didn't realize how badly I had been burned until, of course, the next morning when she had to rush me to the hospital. Wow. Yeah. So um, so you clearly learned your lesson. Listen, I, I no, no, and I want to I want to make something very clear. And and some people are going to call me an idiot for this, and that's fine. You can call me that. I am in no rush to grow old. Mm. So it's not like I'm not in a I'm not in a rush to die either. It's just I don't want to get old. So you know things like sunburn. Oh, you got to get melanoma. Things like smoking. I oh, got lung cancer. Things like whatever. You eat too much fatty foods. Mm. I'm enjoying life. Mm. I enjoy being out in the sun. I don't mind a sunburn. It, it doesn't bother me one bit, except for the fact that I'm flaking all over your notebook. Yeah. Well, I I'm mean, sorry I, about that. I don't mind that at all either. I'm because, because like, I think that you can clone people based on skin cells. So, oh, like, you okay. know, well, there's a lot of me to go around right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that yeah. might be, that might be, that might come in handy. What are you saying? Like you wear sunscreen all the time? I don't. No, okay. I don't. I just don't like, I just don't sit out in the sun when it's too right. hot. So like I, what I'll do is like, I'll go out for like 10 minutes and I can feel myself burning and then I'll just go inside. Oh no. See that's Yeah. yeah see that. That's when I figure it, that's like when the flux capacitor kicks in <laughs> on back to the future where it's like, okay, we're at 85 right now and then let's go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I like that feeling. Yeah. I, I think like roasting in the sun. I don't at all. No, no. I like yeah. I like a nice warm day in the shade, with a nice book. Week. Like that's what I'll do. I'll have a I'll have a beer, yeah. a book in the shade, chill out like that. So, you I know? don't know. I feel like a hypocrite, dude. Like I, I I if I sit in the shade while it's sunny outside because it, like when it's the weather's not nice when it's cold. I hate winter. 
I'm not a fan of fall. I'm not a fan of spring. I love summer. I mm. like hot, sunny weather. That's I love fine. it. There's nothing wrong with right? that. Right. And, and while I may feel some sort of relief as to getting it, you know, like it, by getting in the shade. No, I, I feel hypocritical. Mm. I feel almost as though, it's you know, I, I bitch about the cold and the non-summer stuff enough that I would be a hypocrite if I were to not sit out in the sun. That's why I'm flaking all over your notebook. It's all good, man. Sorry about that. No, it's all good. All right. I'm Ben McVie, and that's Chris Brown over How's there. How's it going? This is yeah. Black Sheep Radio. Yeah. So episode uh, 13. 13. Lucky number 13. Um, do we go uh, Facebook Live right now? Yeah. So, right. yeah, let's let's do it. I think we should, talk about, uh, we should talk about injuries. Injuries. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, like, that's a good idea. All right. So that's fire, a good idea. fire, fire okay, that bitch so up over there. Just press this thing? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And did we did we warn anybody? No, probably not. Oh, we are live. We are live. Oh, okay. Look at that. We didn't uh, warn anybody that we were coming on. We we're just kind of sneaking at like the rooftop concert at the Beatles. You know? Yeah, yeah. This is yeah, like the Beatles. You too. Did yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I'm Ben, Chris, and uh, this is Black Sheep Radio. We're just uh, starting our podcast, episode number thirteen. Yeah. We were just talking about. I, I don't know if you can pick it up. Uh, I'm peeling. No, you probably can't. No, I'm peeling pretty bad. Yeah, he's he's got he's got quite the quite the sunburn <sighs> today. And I I told him that like you know, it it's getting to the point where like you might have to consider like going to like this family doctor or something to check it out just to be safe. And he kind of kind of rolled his eyes at me. You go to the doctor? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for I'm, everything. Well, not for everything. I mean, like, I do go to the doctor. No, though. but I mean, if, if something feels off, do you go rushing into the doctor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like uh, that's the thing is because, like, I am I feel like if I don't go to the... I'm, I can be kind of neuro- neurotic at sometimes. Right. You know? Yeah. And yep. I feel like if I don't go to the doctor and they don't... And I don't hear them tell me Hi, that Jeff. I'm not completely... My body's not completely falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um and they, they kind of have to reassure me, you know what I mean? Or give me whatever, a pill or something, whatever. Like I got to go to the doctor to like confirm that or I'll just worry about it forever. Do you doctor Google? My wife does this. I do too. Yeah. You yeah. doctor. Oh yeah. man, you're the worst kind. WebMD. The WebMD. I, uh, yeah. My wife can have like a <coughs> dry cough and by the time she's done looking at her phone, she's got cancer of the ass. Like it's, she, oh yeah. She's this got like always ends up being. three billion different diagnoses drives me crazy. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I, I'm, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm just old school male. Uh, I just wait for it to go away. Hmm. That's bold. I mean, I've done that before for sure. It hasn't worked well for me in the past. Like I've, I've had like, you know, like I hate the dentist and I put off going to the dentist for a really long time. Right. And, um, cheers. Um, and I put off going to the dentist for a really long time, but the thing is about a dentist is that pain doesn't go away. It just gets significantly worse. Yeah. Well, the dentist is, is, the dentists are not doctors. No. Dentists are dentists. They're in a whole league of their own of, of pain and discomfort that again, I, you know, I, I try to avoid, yeah, probably at my own peril. I mean, you know, like I, I, I've got a couple of fillings that I need to have done now, but I just don't. I don't like. I don't like doctors. Period. No. Period. I don't. Hmm. Right. So, so this is this is um, part one of our weekly three for today. Mm-hmm. And um, the weekly three sort of uh, injuries, how we heal them, and going to the doctor. Yeah, and going to the doctor. Like, do you? Right. So, so Tiffany just just said that her daughter is a hip, hypochondriac. She's saying that her knee's bothering her for years. She's eleven. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my grandfather had one of those knees. He had a weather knee. What is, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, like his trick knee where if it was like sore, it was going to rain. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was the left knee. If the right knee was sore, then it was it was going to get cold. I don't know. If both knees were sore, there was a fucking hurricane coming yeah, or something. I, for sure. It was going to get ugly. Hey Karen. Hey Karen, how are you? Um, if you also we're we're testing out some new gear here, so if it sounds a little weird, like we yep. can't really tell mm-hmm. what it sounds like. If it's too loud or if it's kind of fuzzy, just let us know and I'll adjust it. I, I sure, can't really tell until after. Pop it up. Yeah, but um, so yeah, we're talking about, we're talking about going to the so, doctor. Okay. So, so uh, like, yeah. have you ever badly injured yourself and just thought ah, I don't. I don't need stitches i don't uh, it's probably broken but it's okay a little duct tape will figure if, fix that no never no you go rush i couldn't the- do that i would be like i would because i would just complain about it forever you know like i don't get hurt i mean knock on wood i don't get hurt very often or anything like that yeah but like the times that even like even if i like hurt my toe i know they can't do anything for that but like i'll go to the doctor like, tiffany but- says i fix everything by google should be uh, <laughs> should be getting my medical certificate yeah no it's it's no, I, I, I just, you know, like I've broken, I broke three toes in one go. Oh man. And I already knew like, there's nothing you could do for broken toes. So it's a little electrical tape and you just wrap them up together and, and you press on. Mm. So what do you, what's the like worst? this here. Okay. So here, hang on. I don't know. Can, here's, here's the. Oh can, shit. Can, can, yeah. yeah can, I can see can, that. Can, can, you see? can, I don't know if Facebook can, the, can see it. Yeah. So there's like a scar, a nice dirty scar there. Scar from my broken ankle. Nice flexibility, by the way. Thank you very much. I go. I can go. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna get banned from Facebook Live, anyways. Forty-eight year old guy, but pretty good. Yeah. yeah, No, no, no. Like this. This was the first injury where it was get an ambulance. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hurt bad. But typically, uh, you just move on. Yeah. Uh, Don't get me started on injuries. And hey, man, that's what uh, Ken says. Yeah, Ken is, uh, Ken, I'm guessing, is another one of those guys. Ken McKenzie uh, used to be my mechanic. Uh, He's another one of those guys who I'm I'm sure would just, you know, like, ah, whatever, wrap it up in duct tape. Duct tape is the most amazing invention in terms of medical science ever. Yeah. You can fix anything with duct tape, dude. It's impressive. Yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm very impressed at people's ability to do that. Have you ever soldered a flesh wound? I don't even know. No, I don't. I can't. I don't even know how to spell soldered. S O L D E R, I believe. Is nice. Anyways, yeah. no, I have no idea. I would no, never. Like I would you, never you, do you, that. You, I would fucking. I would probably. I'd bleed out. Tiffany sure. again says duct tape fixes. Everything. Yeah. Hi, Chinzia. Hello, Cian. No, it, it, like you've never had like a good cut where you just you get the like the uh, you know like didn't you have like one of those wood burning kits when you were a kid? Um. No. And it was like an electric pen that you plugged in and it got mm. super, super hot. I don't think you're supposed to use that on it, flesh, but. It works though. It Does it clo- actually? It, yeah, it closes a cut. Wow. Yeah, I had one on like on this this finger here. The scar's gone. This is years ago. I was like, I don't know, 12. And just, yeah, you plug the thing in and just and and sort of weld it back together. See, like I always thought that that's what band-aids were for, but mm-hmm. I, but I guess, you know, if you, like a like a soldering gun or or a or a, or a wood or a little little laser wood thing from from your tool shed will, will work as well, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Mark says I'm 40, I always hurt. Yeah. Can relate. Seriously. David says miss hearing you on the radio. I miss being there, buddy, but that's, you know, this is what we're doing now. Yeah, big time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh you sure? Cauterize the wound. Yeah, see, that's that's what you do. 
cauterize it. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds gross to me. I took a first aid course, says Chinzia, Chinzia yesterday, and I'm pretty sure I bruised myself doing CPR. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're not supposed to hurt yourself practicing CPR. Was, was she, were you going off the top rope with your elbow? Is that how you're trying to do that? Or? Ken McKenzie right there. Crazy glue oh. closes wounds. Buddy, I'm telling you, adhesive products are the best first aid tool in the world. No, a doctor's the best first aid tool in the world. I don't get why you... I die. Like, like getting no. like... It's not... You're going to bust out the craft supplies to heal no. your injury? Like, what is this? No. I pay taxes. Doctors are invasive. They're invasive. Well, no, I mean, I mean, no, they're invasive. I, I, I guess, but like, that's their job to be like, I don't, oh. I don't want to, I'm not okay, like, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Okay. We're both men. Yes. Now women are going to roll their eyes. Sure. Because I mean, doctors are invasive with women all the time, but you're how old? I'm 32. Okay. I'm 48. Mm -hmm. Have you had the, have you, you played the Muppet game yet? Um, No. You no, I think uh, if I think I if I think I know what you're talking about, you know, you know they don't do that. No, I haven't. Two fingers. Oh shit! Yeah, two fingers. Shit! Is that the second date? Second, I mean appointment. <laughs> <laughs> the second date. No, the first date. I'll tell you what. Um, uh, my doctor. Uh, I won't give his name out or sure, anything yeah. like that. But you know, doctors got to do what they got to do. Um, but he came into the room, um, and he, I think doctors they have like a butt finger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like they, 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 have got a, they, they have a prostate finger. This, this is this is my go-to finger. Oh, man. Right? So uh, my doctor is right-handed, so this would be his go-to finger, and it was in a splint. Oh, no. Yeah, and it was a day, like, I had been mentally preparing myself this for, for quite some time because it was my first check and I uh, he came in and and he had, he had the finger in the splint and I I said well okay so you're 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 not doing this right no 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 we're not doing that today I said thank god because it was a I was gonna say pretty large splint yeah and it would probably still be up there right now so he so he had the one finger in the splint in the, the splint. splint so instead of using anything other than his well, butt no, finger he offered to have his intern do it oh and she was an attractive young female mm. and i just that that got really awkward really yeah. really fast yeah so hey martin i mean i've 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 been an intern right. in a couple of different jobs sure uh and it's can sucks. you imagine being an intern being called into you know like <laughs> hey um you're gonna learn the ropes here yeah i've never uh, you know I, i've been called to do a lot of a lot of questionable shit as an intern yeah but i've never had to uh, i've never been pulled into the office to to get my 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 uh, butt finger ready but, you know? being, but bringing it back to doctors and everything this is why i don't I, this i don't dig on doctors they're too i don't like being poked at and prodded and tested and blood taken and and temperatures and blood pressure and all that stuff i'd rather not know I think ignorance is bliss in terms of my medical condition. Yeah. Like I think, so I think that everybody hates going to the doctor. I think like, so too, but, but you have no problem with but it. No, I definitely, I'm not saying that I don't have a problem with it. I hate going to the doctor, but the thing is, is like, I, I don't want to not know. Cause there's a chance that like something that's bothering me could actually, you know, mm. I think that like something that could actually bother me is actually something that could do some real damage. And if they were to catch it, I'll suck it up and stop being a baby and go to the fucking doctor. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to. 
stop being oh okay so you're no you're playing the reverse psychology it's not thing. reverse it's not reverse psychology stop being a baby mark says oh wow what timing getting into this conversation he's <laughs> probably just had the, the muppet test i'm surprised that 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 we we didn't get disconnected yeah because you know? because it was it was getting it was getting a little dicey there yeah. What about what about the Kim what, says I feel like not knowing means bigger interventions later. Yeah. You're probably right, Kim. Yeah. And he, he Chris is probably right too. Yeah, seriously, it's not that big of a deal to go to your doctor because most of the time they just look at you you're like, What are you talking about? You're fine. Get out yeah. of here. Yep. You know, and then you can you can rest assured knowing that you don't have like you have to get your leg amputated or something. This is a problem with me. I'm an avoider, ultimately. Yeah. I'm a kind of a procrastinator, I yeah. guess. I, I just put it off. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess, well, should we wrap up our Facebook live yeah, portion sure. here? Why not? We got up to a whopping 12 viewers. Look Pretty good. That. And a Pretty whole bunch good. of people uh, uh, checking in. Di, yeah. Kim, Mark, uh, Linda was there for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone, for checking us out. We're going to continue uh, yeah, this our is, episode so this right is, now. This is just the first part of the yeah. Weekly Three, so we'll mm-hmm. include that. We're going to go into uh, the next couple parts. We're going to be talking about uh, Don Cherry. And then, um, so, so we're going to go head to head on, on Don Cherry. Um, I think that he should have that job. Retire. Until, Retire. until, until he dies. Just, uh, no, well, I think he died five years ago, <laughs> dude. Uh, and we're also going to be talking about summer jobs. We've got some great stuff. Yeah, summer jobs. We're going to start taking some phone calls too. We have a little thing that might let us fo- phone people. We haven't tried it out yet, so we're going to see what happens. But if you're interested in talking about the first summer job that you've ever had, just yeah. direct message us on the Facebook page. Yeah, and, go and we'll for try it. to give you give you a call at some point tonight. Go for okay? it, Black Sheep Radio. Check it out on uh, Facebook. David Flex says, "Keep going." We will. Yeah, the, we will. The, the the podcast will continue here. Yeah. Um. But uh, for Facebook Live right now, thanks for checking in, and uh, we'll see you soon. See you guys. All right. Okay. So we navigated that. So what was the, what did you want to do next? Did you want to do the Don? I feel like the Don Cherry thing we could. I, well, I, I never know. heard about your worst injury. My worst injury. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so we'll keep that going. Uh, my my Just worst say, injury. Yeah, really quick to wrap. I don't it have. Up. A, I mean, well, my my ankle was uh, without question the worst injury I've ever suffered. It was bone through skin. It was ooh, it was it was awful. Brutal. Yeah, man. So I was actually born with dislocated hips. What? Yeah. So when I was a baby, I had to have surgery to like essentially fabricate like my hip, like my, my hip, both of my hips weren't in the sockets. So like when I was a baby, they had to like actually shape my hips. It's called hip dysplasia. And they have to, they have to, they have to. That happens in dogs and shit. Yeah, exactly. What happened with people. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I've got like a big scar on one leg because we had, I had to have surgery to fix it. And the other one's fine, but it's, it's like really low mobility or whatever, (laughs) but that's not an injury. No, yeah, I'm going to cry foul on that because you don't remember yeah. it. No, no, okay. It doesn't count as, as an injury if you don't remember yeah, it. I do remember it every time it rains, though. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so you've got, like, my grandfather's <laughs> trick knee, you've got a trick hip. Exactly. And it. then the other one was in... One that you remember. Yeah. Like, you clearly remember this happening to you. Yeah, so it was grade, I want to say five, uh-huh. um, and it was gym class, and our teacher was getting us to warm up at gym class, and we were... Um, just kind of running laps in the gym and she was getting us to run backwards and I wasn't the most, I, I don't know, this might be hard to believe, but I wasn't the most coordinated. You and I are, neither of us are graceful men. <laughs> so I fell backwards. Like we were running backwards in the gym. I fell backwards. I went to break my fall with my hand and I snapped like my, my thumb 
like like my left thumb. Yeah. It, it broke back or whatever. Ugh. And then I got up and I'm like, I'm really hurt. And the teacher's like, oh, you're fine. Get back into the gym. And I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm really hurt. And I sat down at the wall and like within like 10 minutes, my arm blew up and she's like, oh, you should go to the doctor. And I was like, fuck, like, that's what I'm telling you. And then we went to the doctor and it was broken. The same person who had said you were fine 10 minutes before. Yeah, she was like all embarrassed because she thought I was faking it. Like who, like who in their right mind would fake something like that? Right. Like, you know what I mean? And then I came back with a cast and that was it. That's probably the, like, I mean, I don't. That's your worst injury. Yeah. Broken thumb. I don't, I don't risk it all very often. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I rolled yeah, no, my I, I rolled my ankle at work one time like pretty Dude, hard. Until I broke my ankle, the worst injury like the the only thing I had broken was toes and fingers. That's it. So, you know, I we're in the same boat. Item 2 on the weekly 3. Don Cherry is coming back. Yes. And we praises be. We have differing opinions on Don Cherry. Now, I uh, as every well most people know, I am a hardcore Bruins fan. So most people automatically assume that I'm a Don Cherry nut. I have not enjoyed Coach's Corner. I turn it off. I can't I can't listen to him. I can't watch him. I don't like his politics. I don't like his delivery. I don't like his voice. I don't like his face. I don't like anything about Don Cherry. Nothing. No. And I mean... Uh, uh, there, there, there are, and I know a lot of people right now are saying you're an asshole because like, I think a, a part of Canadian citizenship is an awareness at least of Don Cherry mm -hmm. of who he is. I actually read that he was, I can't remember what the year was, but they had like a, the, the greatest Canadian of all time. And he ranks seventh. Yes. Yeah. Don Cherry is, is he is a Canadian icon. No question. For sure. But it's time for him to retire. Okay. So my, so well, no, I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if your if you finished your point at that one. I still don't really he know has why. To say, yeah, is his he he rambles. He doesn't make sense. His voice cracks like a thirteen year old boy. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I this is not like an anti age thing. It's not that I have something against old people, but the man's eighty five. He is well out of his prime. He was really good at what he did at one point, but he has very little to say in terms of analyzing a hockey game now. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, he's uh, he's a patriot. He's a conservative. He's more political than he is hockey. See, that's the thing that I don't I don't really agree with, you know? Really? Yeah, that's one of the things that kind of gets to me is because he's definitely been critical of um, European hockey players. Yeah. And he's definitely sided with, com with conservative politicians. Sure. Um, but like, as far as, as far as like the, like, he here's my thing. Everybody, every Canadian with their passport, they get the righteous indignation of believing that Canada is the first and only hockey country that matters everybody says that canadian hockey players are better than anyone over the world mm -hmm. for some don that's all don cherry's saying sure. he's saying they're tougher they're better they're more entertaining they're harder working and they play with more class is what he always has said 
And that, that includes American hockey players and that includes European players that accrues everybody. That's what he said for 30 years. Exactly. I, I get the I'm message. not saying he's right. I'm I, not saying he's right at all. Whether he's right or he's wrong, I just, I find it's the same repetitive oh, yeah. drivel over and over and over again. You're going to see, and again, no disrespect to the military or anything, but you're going to see a picture of somebody who's done military service and he's going to get all welled up. <laughs> then you're going to see some kid who's playing hockey in Belleville and he's going to tell a nice story, but I just, I find it very boring, very repetitive. There's nothing new, nothing fresh about Don Cherry whatsoever. Yep. So, it's the same goddamn thing. I could write right now, once, once free agency's done and once the season's ready to go and all the players are there and everything else, I can, I can tell you right now what Don Cherry's going to say. I could <laughs> write out coach's corner before he even says it. It's that predictable and boring. It's stale. It's done. It had its time. He had his time. I think he's done. But like, isn't there, so, so I'm not just being the devil's advocate here. No, I just no, don't, man. I'm not, like, hey, then I think I'm in the minority. I mean, people it's funny. Don Cherry. It's fun- I get in shit for this all the time. It's funny because the, the, the Facebook post actually, most people and, and a lot of people on the internet were really calling for him to retire. So I feel like I'm kind of in the minority at this point, mm. um, but whatever. Well, it's um, easier to find critics than, fair than enough. fans. It, but Everybody th- knows that. But isn't there something to be said for like the the tradition, tradition. of it? Tradition, yeah. Like it's like you know Se- Seinfeld reruns have been on the air for twenty years and people still watch them. Still watch it because it. it's comfort. It's comforting and whatever. You know, I, I definitely there I just, is yeah no. There's something to be said for that. There there definitely is. It has become Coach's Corner has become such a tradition that you know what a lot of the country is doing. Between the first and the second period yeah. of Hockey Night in Canada on yeah. a Saturday night, you know what they're doing. Um, and also, like, just from, like, a media perspective, mm-hmm. I would be interesting to see, like, what advertising, how advertising would be impacted if you were to get lost. I, I feel like because it's such a tent pole of the broadcast that, yep. like, they probably charge more for ads within Coach's Corner. Yep. And I feel like they would lose, like, just from a, from a straight media dollars perspective, they would probably lose ad revenue if they changed it. They probably would. You know, maybe not for the first couple times, but over time, like, you know, it would lose that... Well, I, oh, I don't know. I differ there. I think they would lose immediately. I think if within a year or two of Don Cherry being gone from Coach's Corner, from that feature being gone, I think the audience would be back regardless. It's time. It's time for him to hang it up. It's just the, the, the act has gotten tired. It's predictable. And I just, I used to tune in for it. I used to. A long time ago, but now it's eh, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to go get a beer. Take yeah. A, take a dump. So you, okay. So, uh, yesterday mm. for the part three of the weekly three, yeah, we, we were actually earlier. I mean, I think last episode off air, we were talking about how your, your daughter Noah is like on the hunt for summer job and that kind of, she is. Yeah. 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 So I'll, right I'll, back. I can set it up. Yeah. Um, so a couple of days ago, Ben actually, uh, just in continuing our conversation about, uh, um, his daughter Noah looking for a summer job, as as are a lot of a lot of students throughout school. So he put it out um, on his personal page, and I think I think I shared it on our on our Black Sheep Radio page as well. But he was he was asking people what was their first summer job, um, and how much did it pay? And we and it and we got a lot of really interesting responses, and it was really fun. So I'm just trying to pull this up. Right now. Okay, so. Okay, she's still home. She hasn't left yet. Okay, cool. All right. 
Okay, so we'll go into that part after, I guess. Okay, yeah. Um, so uh, Noah's here, my daughter, she's 15, and she's trying to find her first summer job. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the problem is... Basically, since I don't have any experience, no one wants to hire me because most jobs, like, they rely on people who have experience. Yeah. So I'm having trouble people, like, hiring me. What did you, um, like, what kind of places are you applying for? Um, just, like, part-time places, like, anywhere, like, Harvey's, McDonald's, even grocery stores, dishwashing, like, anything. Like, I I feel like, like like, a restaurant hostess or something. Like, don't you have to be... I don't know how, I don't know what, what the age requirement for that is. Probably well, the, at least 16. The, the problem, 15, 16, 16 is, is uh, when I was a kid, it was 14. The problem is, is that they won't hire you without experience, but. But I don't. You don't have any experience. I don't have any experience. How the fuck do you get experience if yeah. you can't get hired? Yeah. Right? Did you, okay, so what do you do when you're applying for a job? Like, do you have your resume and you bring it in and then just like. Yeah, so either I'll bring it into the place and I'll ask for their supervisor or their manager to speak to them, or I use Indeed to apply through them, mm. um, which has, it came very close to working, but I guess an employer had messed something up and moved me in for an interview when I didn't actually get my resume viewed. Oh. So. Did you, so do you do the callback? Because I found like when I was when I was applying for jobs, Mm -hmm. when I was younger, a lot of what I would do is I would go in, I would speak to the manager, I would hand them the resume. And then I'd be like, Hey, like, just, I hope you get a chance to to take a look at this. And then a couple days later I would call them. And I, for one job I did that. Um, but they never actually called me after Mm -hmm. because their managers weren't in. So it was just like the place down the street was a restaurant called Valentino's and I never ended up yeah. anything back, even if I called them. Hmm. So. And that's the thing too, is a lot of places you go in and, and like when I was looking for a job, when I was a kid, you'd see the manager. Mm-hmm. Now it's just, oh, we'll just go online and submit there. And you never really get to make that first impression, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, you know, the, the kid's amazing. Yeah. And she would be a great employee. For sure. So, but, but, you know, it's either go online and submit an application where you get no chance to make that first impression. For sure. And then you have no experience. You don't get hired. Yeah. There's, and until you get hired, you don't have experience. It, it is kind of a catch 22. There's, um, there's gotta be somebody listening that, that has a, I opening. would think so. Hope so, so uh, again, your name is Noah McVicker. Right. And, uh, you're willing to work, um, for a part-time job anywhere. Yeah. Um, Dishwashing, That's hostess, great. anywhere. Anywhere. That's okay. great. Yeah. That's you, great. I, I also, um, I don't know if you ever thought about like working at like greenhouses or anything like that, but like for me, like that's what I did like, all through high school, all through college, all through university. And it's great because you just meet a lot of people because it's always yeah. like a cycling thing and you don't need too much experience. You just kind of go in there and they just need people and they'll like be a cashier or whatever. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> outside and stuff like there's some great greenhouses in Hamilton too like satellite and and some other really cool places it's a lot of fun that way too yeah yeah thank you yeah thanks a lot thanks yeah great yeah she's gonna get a job at a grow up somewhere (laughs) hey those things pay like thirty dollars an hour now that's a that's a government job (laughs) nothing um so what was your first job my first summer job was uh Burger King Oh, man. Uh, Burger King at the corner of Drummond Road and Lundy's Lane in Niagara Falls. 
Uh, it paid two, no, wait, three, three fifteen an hour was minimum wage. Oh, and man. I remember when I got that job, the guys, the manager's name was Vinny. There was Vinny and there was Dennis and I got hired and I thought, wow, 40 hours a week, three fifteen an hour, do the math in my head. That's like $126 a week. I am fucking loaded. Yeah. I'm a rich man. Yeah. Because before that, it just been a paper route, which is another part-time job that has gone by the wayside. So what was that like? Like, what was that job like? It was awesome. Other than the uniform. Burger King in, in the mid-80s, they still had, and, and some people remember, like my friend Tiffany, who worked at uh, Burger King on Clifton Hill. She got hired for two twenty-five an hour. She got ripped off. I was a high roller, man. I was making three fifteen. Uh, but yeah, they had the, the, they were like, it was a shirt. It was polyester and it was brown uh, with a yellow and orange stripe down the side. Wow. And you sweat like a bastard in that thing. Like it was not breathe breathable material. You Burger King people now, you don't know how good you've got it. <laughs> not only are you making way better money, but you have way better uniforms. Do you, did you have to wear like a crown or something? No, I did not have to wear a crown. I had a mesh back baseball hat. Oh, that's all right. Also brown and orange and yellow mm. with the big Burger King logo in the front. Did you, were you like, what, like what jobs did you do when you were there? Yeah. Uh, primarily I was a Whopper maker. Mm. Yeah. The big I, time. I, yeah. I didn't like uh, the breakfast was, was not my friend. Breakfast was tough. <laughs> what? Like what? Uh, what making okay. the eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Was, it was tough, man. Like you had to put them in this square pan and it was over a steam tray and you'd let the eggs cook and then you had to divide it. One, two, three lines, and then one line across the middle to make eight sort of squares. And you'd fall. It was miserable. Oh. Making breakfast was awful. But man, I can make a mean whopper. Sweet. In fact, to this day, I can tell you. You take okay. So you 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 you. They go through the broiler, yep. and then they land. And you put the buns through the toaster. You put your bottom bun. You put your meat. Then you put ketchup. Mm -hmm. Then you put the pickles. Then you put the onions. That's the bottom half of the Whopper. Mm. On the lid, which is technical terms now, that's the top bun. The lid. The lid. The lid wow. is what we referred to it as. Okay. Mayo goes first, then the lettuce, then the tomato, and then you slap that bitch together and wow. you make a delicious Whopper. Wow. Whoppers are underrated. I didn't have, I didn't have a Burger King anywhere near growing up. <sighs> At all, like in Mississauga, like my area didn't have a Taco Bell. I didn't have, I didn't have a Burger King, so I didn't have. In Mississauga, buddy, you didn't have these things? No, I, seriously, like they were like not in my neighborhood, like Aaron Mills. Like you sure you grew up in Mississauga? Oh yeah. You're not thinking like Manitoulin or something, man? Like what? <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm pretty sure Manitoulin has a Taco Bell. Probably. But um, yeah, no, we didn't have one. So I remember the first time I ever had a Whopper, I'm like, this is the biggest burger I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. And it was great. It is God's it's under, creation. It's underrated. Yeah. Um, underrated. Yeah. So, so my first summer job. You were a greenhouse guy. I worked at a greenhouse and I actually- oh, Oops. Yeah, I Sorry. did that too. It's Sorry okay. about that. I, um, I actually dug dirt- like I dug bags of dirt at, for a greenhouse called the Mississauga Greenhouse. There's a couple of my friends. I don't know if they're listening to it right now, but uh, okay. a couple of a couple of my friends um, that are still my friends I met at at this job, um, and we essentially had like we were out in the back. Okay. You know, you know how you go to buy a bag of dirt, right? Like it just like at a the big yellow bag. No, no, not even like that. It was crazier than that. It was so um, the, the the behind the greenhouse. So they had the they had like a like a an actual greenhouse with flowers okay. and like an open area where you could go buy that. We weren't even allowed to go 
like up there. Okay. Like we were in the parking lot in the back parking lot and they had these big, like industrial sized piles of different kinds of dirt. So they had like black earth and they had triple mix and they had gravel okay, all and right. screening and all that stuff. Right. I'm following. So we, usually a lot of that stuff comes prepackaged, like, especially now when you go to like a Home Depot or like whatever, you buy like a, like a miracle gross soil yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't do that. We actually had to dig the bags of dirt manually. Oh my God. So yeah. It was crazy in the, in the heat or whatever. So we like sure. dug it. We had this funnel that we used and we like dug it into it and sealed it up and put it behind us and then like help people load it into their cars. Okay. And I paid like, I mean, I got paid like seven bucks an hour to do that. Or something. Seven bucks an hour. Oh Yeah. Yeah. And that was like not worth it at all at that point, because like, you know, we were, it was just straight up manual labor, but I mean, you know, I'm going to run down yeah. some of our Facebook responses here. You tell me what you think about some of these uh, first, sure. first summer jobs. Uh, Brent Canard teaching. Oh man. Teaching sailing on Hamilton Harbor. Four bucks an hour. Oh, Killer man. tan. Yeah, I bet. I'd take that job all day long. I'd take I, that job right now. Yeah. <laughs> Brent, are you hiring? <laughs> Uh, Johnny Garden. My first summer job was in grade eight. I helped my father with his business, Ernie's Auto Glass. If you're working for your dad, you can't go wrong. It's not like you can get fired. I would hate that. Oh, yeah? I just, I, I wouldn't want to have, like, the option of my dad being like, oh, hey, if you don't do the dishes right now, like, I'm cutting your shifts. I just feel like there's, there's gotta be some sort of, you know, yeah I like the independence of having my own money and, sure. and that kind of stuff, but there's definitely perks to it. I mean, I'm sure there's perks to it. Sure. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm looking for work, um, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, like I, I think, well, geez, maybe I could get hired where my wife Amanda works and mm -hmm. I love my wife, but, uh, I don't know if I'd want to work with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same as working for your dad, I suppose. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's, you it can't, work and home should be two separate entities. It can be. Like, some kind of, sometimes they can pair it off. It really depends on kind of what the dynamic is, I guess, you know? By the way, uh, some of these answers, because I did ask, like, where'd you work and what'd you make? Mm -hmm. So you can sort of tell people's ages, because <laughs> I can remember... Um, minimum wage as it increased. Yeah. So Ray Dancer, uh, Dominion Auto Parts, he must have started somewhere in the mid-80s. He was making three fifteen an hour. That's mm. exactly what I was making at BK. Lisa Morrow, uh, McDonald's, three seventy an hour. I think three seventy came in like, I don't know, a little while after I started working. Tiffany, Burger King cashier, Clifton Hill, 13 years old. 13! 225 an hour. Wow. Uh, Corey, Camiso's food terminal. Ooh. Camiso's was like this really popular grocery chain. For sure. Uh, Niagara area. Uh, $4 and five cents an hour, which I believe was minimum wage in 1985. No, it was not. It was three fifteen. I made that actually on my first radio job, but I don't know if it was actually legal. <laughs> You're probably still making that now on your radio <laughs> job. First summer job was at Burns Meats in Kitchener, says Greg Nowak. And get this, as a student in 1983, was making eleven ninety an hour, plus an extra what 40 kind of cent shift premium for every hour after 4 p.m. Wow. As a student, I was in heaven, but for some reason, rates like that back then weren't good enough for full-timer union idiots, and the plant closed in the June of 84, so I only got one summer in there. That well, sucks. it makes sense. Like, I mean, how can you sustain a business giving people more than $11 an hour, you know? I, well, but I guess the 11 wasn't enough, I think, yeah. is what he's trying to get oh. at. Uh, Kevin Julie, my buddy Kevin, 
three fifteen an hour. Kevin is turning fifty at the end of August, as I recall. So he's about the same age as me, a little bit older. Worked at the Shaw Theater, Niagara on the Lake, as an usher. Cool. Lots of parties, fun summer. Uh, flower shop, two dollars an hour under the table. See, that's not bad. Cash cash jobs are great for sure. Snack bar attendant, community center, six eighty five an hour. That's from uh, Sherry Lee. Dickie D ice cream from Dan Black. I actually, yeah, that's how much do they make for that? Ah, uh, let's see. Doesn't say. I had a question about that actually. About Dickie D? Yeah, like I was wondering if the training, if part of the training mm. to become a Dickie D involves like how to shortchange the children. <laughs> because I swear to God, every single time yeah. I went to get a chocolate cone. Okay. I came back with less change. Once I did the math, when I got home, okay. I found out that I got overcharged by like, whatever, 50 cents. They would, they would always shortchange me and it would be regardless of who it was. I would multiple times. Okay. So maybe I, I just wondered if that's like part of, you know, part of the training. Maybe that you can ask that. Like an actual, actual skill, like a. Yeah. You know, okay. it's, you, you got to act normal, right? I guess that's, that's the skill. Now, do we want to try and make a phone call? I would love to our, do that. Our fancy new equipment. Okay, so let's uh, let's give Colin a try here. I okay, mean, here's, sure. Here's the number right here. You got it? Where is it? Oh, yeah. Hold on. You see sec. it? I got to do. Okay. We're calling Colin. You got to say hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's see if Colin answers. There we go. I want to know how to pronounce this place, too. Sure. If this doesn't work out, we'll, we'll try your guy. Yeah, sure, sure. I was actually going to call my old boss and tell him to look at me now, but... Serious? <laughs> no. That would have been great. That'd be wicked, dude. Yeah. Your call has been forwarded uh, to a... All right. Well, all right. Well, not sorry, Colin. Sorry, my dude. You are I'm cut. Okay, I'm so we're going to see. Right now, just That's so. fine. Let me, I, I told Mr. Mr. Okay. Michael here. All right, let's try this one. Yeah, we'll see, man. Okay. Hopefully this works. You have reached the voice mailbox. Look at that. Mike Burek. Oh, is that is that time for a message? Yeah. Well, it's 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 Ben and Chris from Black Sheep Radio. We're just calling to we, we heard that you um we, we heard that you were You had you, a job at a call center. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, like how's how's it to have the shoe on the other foot here? We're calling <laughs> you. And guess what? We get voicemail. We hit the dick. voicemail. I was hoping You'd to hear- think some guy who worked at a call center would be willing to pick up the phone from a mysterious number. <laughs> exactly. Right? For shame. Come on, dude. You can give us a call back at this number if you want. Step we'll see up if your game, yo. All right. See ya. Seriously. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, right. we struck out. I mean, at least that ringer sound sounded okay. Yeah, you know, I, we... Well, I, I don't want to bother the guy. No, I told him we were going to call him, though. Sure. So, okay, so th I think, was there anything else you wanted to say about, like, a first job? <sighs> I miss it. You miss Burger King or? Yeah. You know. I, mi I miss my summer jobs. 
I had a lot of great summer jobs. I mean, Burger King was was stinky and and, and greasy and and like it was it, it was hard work, but it was fun. It was fun. You know what I mean? Like I met a lot of cool people. Um, I'm not in touch with any of them anymore because that was like 30 years ago. But it was a lot of fun, and I had. <clears throat> Let me run down my list of summer jobs. So I was at Burger King. Then I was on a paving crew. Um, and again, man, oh man, you want to talk about hot. Lay down asphalt in July I and thought, stand I, next to the paving machine. Like, that's a hot job. I thought you had to be Italian to have one of those jobs. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> I was, well, that's crazy. That would be really hard. I changed my name to McVino for yeah. that, that summer. <laughs> that's, a, that's great. Uh, was a bellhop at Best Western. Um, wow. Yeah, I was a bellhop. Then what? Uh, I was a porter, bellhop, waiter, bartender, purchasing agent. I think that's all I did at Queens Landing Hotel in Niagara on the Lake. I managed a Williams Coffee Pub for a, a summer job. And I think that's about it. That, wow. that runs down my list of summer jobs before I started my radio career. Wow. Which at the start was pretty much a summer job. Yeah, so I did, um, I started early with a job, like I, I started with a paper route at like 12 years old. Oh yeah, same here, Niagara Falls Review. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I went to, my first job ever was at Sport Mart. Sport Mart? Yeah, What's it's that? like a sport check, but it's gone under since. Oh, okay, so I was um, like that. I hated it, it was the worst job I've ever, one of the worst jobs I've ever had. And then I went like hopped around greenhouses a lot, because like once you get... Um, a greenhouse job that you can kind of, it's kind of like serving. I think we talked about that before. Yeah. You know, you can kind of just walk into any greenhouse. Um, I worked at Staples. I worked at Chapters. I worked at. Oh, there's a sweet gig. Rona. Yeah. Chapters. Chapters was, would be all right. But it, I, that wasn't a summer job though. That was like a, like a Christmas vacation, like yeah. Christmas rush job. I forgot one too. I also uh, drove a, a 35 ton dump truck. Oh man. Yeah. For a summer. That was, that was kind of cool. Cool. Only the dump truck wasn't really a dump truck. There was a huge water tank in the back. It was my job to water roads in a quarry. Oh yeah. Huh. And the air conditioner was broke. So oh God. It was kind of hot and dusty. Um, I know the one, there was two jobs that I always wanted and I would never get a look and I applied constantly every oh, single yeah? year. One of them was uh, at Blockbuster. I always wanted a job at okay. Blockbuster Video. Yeah. Because yeah. I always, I would be there every, like twice a week. Yeah, man. Stuff. Sunrise Records for me, similarly. It's That's like, a good that, one. that'd be a cool gig. Yeah. 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 High Couldn't fidelity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the other one was like, I, I wanted to be like a server. I wanted to work in a restaurant and I would never get, they would never, for whatever reason. Really? Yeah. I never got like a, a good look at it. You Tough know? job. Oh, I'm sure. I don't. I just. I always felt like you would. From what I've heard, because like um, my girlfriend's a, used to be a server, um, and from what I heard, it's just a lot of fun. You know, like I mean, it's it definitely a lot be. of work. It can. Um, it can be a lot of fun. But it's like uh, there's there's you you kind of get in. It's like a there's a social circle, like a social aspect. There to is the a job. definite camaraderie yeah. to it. And remember, like just a few minutes ago, when I said I miss my summer jobs, it's that. I miss the camaraderie of summer jobs. There seems it, it summer jobs are almost like summer camp mm -hmm. where, you know, you're only together for the summer. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like in September, all the full-timers are coming back to work and we're all going back to school, mm. right? Like whether you were in high school, college, university, whatever, summer jobs, there, there was like a, a tight-knit social circle of people who sort of converged and came together and needed to make a few bucks over the summer to have money for school clothes or whatever was coming up in September. But th- yeah, there was a definite tight-knit thing about that. So, so you've clearly had a lot of summer jobs. Um, like what were you using the, like, were was it mostly for like fun money? Were you using it to like fund your college or like what, what were you saving up for? Or did you just fun money, fun money, totally fun money. Did you ever like save up your money to buy something like that you were really looking forward to? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ghetto blaster. The, nice. That was my paper route. Uh, when I had my my paper route with the Niagara Falls Review, so I would have been like 12, 13. So this is early 80s. And yes, I saved up enough money to buy the most bitchin' ass ghetto blaster you've ever seen in your life. Ugh. It was badass. I love, I'm, I was a, I'm a big, I was a big fan of the stereo too. Like sure. 12, 13, 14. Yeah. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of sad. It's kind of lost now, isn't it? And my first one was a very well-known brand, uh, a candle. (laughs) So it was the candle, and then I had a realistic from Radio Shack. Cool. Yeah, man. I was was adept at the Ghetto Blaster. Ghetto Blasters are a great, great move. Yeah. Yeah, And the other thing, I uh, I don't know if this is off topic, but one of the greatest rewards I remember from my first first summer job was I did manage to save enough money, like put aside enough money that I could buy people Christmas presents for Mm. the first time in my life. And that was kind of cool. Like I got my mom a present. I bought her a present with my own money. And yeah, it sticks out in my head. That's cool. Yeah. For my, my greenhouse job, I used it and bought a guitar. You greedy bastard. Yeah. Yeah, I bought my mom a clock. Yeah. You bought yourself a guitar. Yeah. You self-serving prick. I know. I still have the guitar, though. <laughs> you so do? That's good, yeah. Well, that's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a dope guitar. It was expensive. It was At the time. Still. Is still? It, yeah. Like How much did you spend? Like a grand. Come on now. Yeah. How long did you have to save up for that? Like the whole summer. Shit. Yeah. I didn't spend anything. I didn't have a social life. So I just like put it, squirreled it all yeah, away. Yeah, no, mine was all social life. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I, my social life didn't kick off until college. Hmm. And then, yeah, like I was like kind of a weird dude. I still kind of am, but hmm. I'm just more, I'm just better at hiding it. But We're my both weird dudes, off. dude. That's the best part though, isn't it? Yeah. That's what makes people interesting, I think. Absolutely. We didn't get any phone calls. <laughs> um, hmm. No. We learned a lot about each other. Sure. Today. Yeah, we did. Actually, this was an idea I had. Um, sure. Going forward, I, I, I'd, li- I'd like to do this uh, as we wrap up every Black Sheep Radio podcast. What did we learn today? I love that. Okay. We're yeah. Gonna, we're just going to title entitle this. Like, we've got our weekly three, and we've covered those. Summer jobs, Don Cherry, and injuries and doctors. Um, do you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go back to something very recent. And I, I would never have pictured this. I pictured you being a social butterfly in, in high school. I, I have just learned that you didn't come out of your sort of shell until your college years. Yeah, I'm so, yeah, definitely. Um, I, and even still, it's still relatively recent, like even over the last couple of years, even, okay. you know, like I was always one of those people that would kind of. Like I, I was really close with the people that I knew. Right. And we got along really well and I had really strong relationships, but I didn't have a whole lot of them. Okay. 
Um, in high school, not so much just because I, I don't know. I, I just, it was, high school was so overwhelming. I think we talked about this before. Like I'm not really good in like large social settings and right. I, I just usually just kind of shut off in situations like that. Huh. Yeah. So huh. that's funny. Yeah, I know the large social setting thing, but I, I thought like even in, in high school, you would have had like a, you know, a tight neck group of. Yeah, I did. But like, that's the thing is like, I didn't. So I had friends that I was really close with. Okay. Um, individually. But like, a, like as far as like a big group is concerned, mm-hmm. like I never really, like I, I was kind of more the person that would like float between groups and like mix it up all the time, if that makes sense. Like I had a couple of really close friends, yeah. but they also had their own social circle that went out and went to parties and stuff. I never really went to that parties or anything. Cause you just weren't down for that. No, it's not that I just wasn't down for that. I just wasn't good at them. Like people didn't okay. invite me to them and it was like justifiably so. Did that bother you? I don't know. Maybe yes and no. Like I don't think so. I don't like. I mean, I don't ever remember feeling like I was like. I I probably felt like I because I wasn't invited or whatever that I wanted to be there. But the only reason I wanted to be there is because I wasn't invited. I I think if I had the option, yeah, yeah, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it if I was there. I was the left out dorky kid in a lot of cases too. Um, but I just invited myself and forced myself on people. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to be said for that. Eh, not really. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, for me, like I just didn't have the, I don't know, either fearlessness or, or confidence to, to be able to do something like that. So I just played guitar all the time and okay. listened to music all the time and watched movies all the time. All right. Um, yeah. Um, as far as what did, what did I learn today? I never would have pictured you as a bellboy. So I got, (laughs) (laughs) so I got that image in my head that I never would have, I never would have imagined. Why, why, why not? If, if if I may ask, I'm not trying to like be self-indulgent here, but I'm just wondering, like, I'm curious. I just, for one, like, I don't. I don't know if I've ever even seen a bellboy. Like, I don't even really know what a bellboy, like bell hop, like a bell. Yeah. But like, that's the same thing. It's just sure. like, and like, I don't know. Hop sounds better than boy. <laughs> sure. sure. Bell. I was a bell man. I was a bell man, dad. <laughs> bell man. <laughs> but like, okay. what is a bell? What does that do? What does a bell hop do? Uh, you, you just stand you, at the desk. Like you're a desk attendant. You pretty much stand yeah. at the desk. And as people are checking in, you ask them if you want to, they yeah. want their bags brought upstairs see like i don't know if i've ever even been to a hotel that had that as an option uh do you know what i mean like usually really? it's just like a reception is like a best western man like it wasn't a fancy hotel <laughs> things have changed and man. i'll tell you something one of the greatest pleasures you'll ever get out of being a bellhop or porter or bellboy or bellman whatever you want to call it, <laughs> when you get a dick a dick guest who comes in. We had this one guy from Quebec come in and I can't remember his name, but he made a racial slur towards somebody else working behind the front desk. Yeah. And I said, sure, sir, I'll bring your, your bags up to your room. And I took them up to the sixth floor. It was a six story building. And I took him up to the fire escape and I kicked his bags down six (laughs) flights of steps. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I kicked the shit out of his luggage. Sweet. I hope there was breakable stuff in there. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. The guy was an asshole. Nice. But he has no idea what happened to the stuff in his bag. Anything else you learned today? Um, I'm bellhop material. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I learned that I, I guess I've, I've gotten a little bit more of an appreciation for my, how great my summer jobs were. Mm. A lot of the times when I was in those summer jobs, like I felt like, mm. you know, I, I should be doing something more productive, but in hindsight, there was probably some of the most meaningful experiences. Yeah, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. So that's what we learned today. <laughs> And I think that uh, wraps up episode 13 of uh, Black Sheep Radio. For sure. Are we done? I think so. All right. You take care of yourselves and uh, we'll talk to you next week. See ya. This has been another episode of Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to follow, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.